Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Sweet Country. This movie I'm talking about today in this episode. I have been watching a lot of westerns. Uh, it is a genre of films that I have major blind spots of. Uh, so I've gotten into watching them. It's a genre that I am enjoying getting into. And uh, while looking for classic westerns to watch, uh, I came across this movie that came out in 2017. It is not your typical western. It is, and I say that by, it's not about the American West, as it were. This is an Australian western. Uh, came out in 2017, but it depicts uh, Australia's northern territory frontier of the 1920s which I don't know, I know very little about the Australian history, countryside, the West, uh, but I can say that this movie is amazing. This movie is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, it is a movie that uh, has themes and things that are very American in a lot of ways. I mean, Australia and America, they have a lot in common, let's say. It's, it's both places where uh, that the native people of that land was uh, completely destroyed by white Europeans. Um, and this movie does uh, a beautiful way to really demonstrate the... And, uh, and illustrate the different realities for the Aborigine people, uh, the native people of Australia, and the different types of lives that they lived in the 1920s in Australia, uh, whether it be in straight-up slavery, whether they be free men, uh, but, like, domesticated, or, which I don't know if that's offensive, I just mean free men, but they've been... You know, they live the same as the the white people that have uh, destroyed their land. Or, uh, in addition to both of those, it also displays uh, the Aborigines as their authentic selves, uh, still living in tribes. So this movie illustrates the different variations of lifestyles that somebody who is a native of the Australian lands could be living and experiencing life at that time. I really appreciate that. And it follows one specific uh, man named Sam, uh, who is a free man who lives with uh, a dude uh, that's played by um, Sam Neill, which is an amazing movie with Sam Neill. Sam Kelly uh, is the character's name, played by Hamilton Morris, who is an aborigine. Uh, but he is a free man. He is not a slave, but he... he uh, is friends with Fred Smith. They have a mutual respect for each other, uh, and he helps him out around his place and blah, blah, blah. They, they're friends. They live together. They he provides him with shelter and things like that. Um, and Sam Neill, there's a situation that happens at the beginning of this movie where there's a new guy coming to town, taking over a new territory, and this is not a good guy. This is a guy that clearly has PTSD. He's a war vet of the time. Uh, very racist, obviously, as well. Um, 
but he's taking over this new place and he needs some help working, getting some work done around the house, cleaning the house, getting some fencing uh, set up. And uh, he goes to Fred Smith, who is played by Sam Neill, uh, asking him for help, asking him if he has any slaves that he can send to help him. But Sam- Fred Smith is not a, he doesn't own slaves. He is a religious man. Uh, but he does have, he does live with his friend Sam and his wife, Sam's wife and their niece. Uh, and he says, but Sam, if, you know, might be able to help you. So Sam offers to help this guy. And while helping it, obviously, before I get into it, uh, I am going to be spoiling this movie. I highly recommend watching this movie. This movie is probably one of the great movies ever made. I, despite whether this movie ends good, whether this movie ends bad, uh, it is a ride. It, it has amazing characters in it. It, it. The the Australian frontier is gorgeous. The way this film is photographed is breathtaking uh there are scenes that are almost surreal they look so amazing highly recommend checking it out you have been warned spoilers but the inciting incident of this sam goes to help this guy out and while helping this guy out, of course he's treating sam like shit just treating him as if he's a slave uh going like asking questions about his young niece as if he wants to rape her but uh, sam seeing what's happening sends her away and because of that uh this guy ends up raping sam's wife and tells her to be quiet or also kill you and of course being a aborigine it's it, for 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 white americans that don't know aborigines in australia have a dark complexion so imagine uh if you were to take uh, and compare uh what uh, a black person in america an african-american a slave in america and combine them with a native american if you were to combine those two types of people into one that is what aboriginals were so they're dealing with uh skin color racism you're dealing with native racism. It, it is like both of those things combined in a lot of ways. Um, so Sam is having to overcome that as a person of color and a native person in a land that has been colonized by white people. So in an effort to save his niece, sends her away. His wife ends up getting raped. Uh, but he doesn't know that because she keeps her mouth shut. Uh, and the guy kicks them out. After he does it, he kicks Sam and his wife out. And so Sam goes back to Fred's ranch and tells Fred, it's like, that guy was an asshole. He doesn't give us any food. We've been walking all night. Like, he didn't even give us a place to sleep. Like, we helped him out, and he did nothing for us. And he, I think he was going to try and do something with my niece. So could you take her to go stay over here because I don't trust this guy because Fred is leaving to go out of town. And while Fred is out of town, there's a third ranch that has 
Aborigine slaves working for him. And they, he lends a couple of these slaves, a young kid and an older guy, to help this asshole out, this new guy. And one of the kids who ends up getting chained up escapes the chains and runs away and ends up going to Fred's house. So this asshole goes to Fred's house where Sam is staying with his wife. Fred is out of town. And this guy has a gun, and he thinks that they're hiding this kid in there. And in an effort to defend himself and his wife, after being shot at multiple times by this other guy, Sam, Sam Kelly, this dark-skinned aboriginal dude protecting himself and his, and his wife, shoots this guy. And knowing the reality of the racism involved in Australia at this time, he decides to run. Uh, him and his wife decide to run. Uh, so a lot of this movie is Sam on the run. A lot of this movie is the search party that's after him uh, because the you know they killed the guy. Um, and part of that search party is Fred, who knows Sam, but he's you know going to make sure that they don't mistreat him. There's a general involved who is played by. Um, I guess Brian Brown plays the kind of like general. Um, let's see if it has his Brian Brown is a Sergeant Fletcher. Uh, so that's like the inciting event at the beginning of this movie that kind of gets everything in motion. And you're seeing Sam on the run with his wife still doesn't know what this other dude did to his wife Harry March doesn't know that Harry raped his wife yet but he's on the run and now a quick word from our sponsor now you can wear the many faces original art by Ray Taylor select pieces from the ongoing series of abstract ink paintings all products made with high quality materials made right here in the USA Go to inspireddisorder.com slash TMF merch to browse the entire collection and save yourself an extra 10% when you check out by using coupon code RTSTMF. So once again, go to inspireddisorder.com slash TMF merch and save 10% when you use coupon code RTSTMF. And now back to our show. And there's a situation where the search party comes across a aboriginal tribe of people and they take out one of the people, like they get in a little battle. A couple of the people of the tribe get shot. <clears throat> one of the members of the tribe threw one of their, you know, weapons and knocks a guy off of his horse. They bash his head in. And he's somebody that, that, uh, that Sergeant Fletcher was friends with. So now Sergeant Fletcher is even more invested in this situation blame Sam even more because now his quote-unquote his people took out his buddy meanwhile Fred Smith Sam Neill's character says this is ridiculous Sam is so far ahead of us he could run circles around us because we are just white dudes on horses and he is somebody of this land there's no way we're going to find him so the the two of the three people decide to leave the search party and Sergeant Fletcher goes off on his own. And there's a scene where Fletcher is on this. It's like they abandon him at the edge of this like, like insanely beautiful dried lake. 
and there's scenes of him like that, like a desperate man searching for water in a desert on this dried riverbed. And it is some of the most gorgeous visuals you will see just of just the frontier of this area. And you see Sam approach him as he's like dying of dehydration, completely exposed in the, the elements, sun beating down on him just dying, turning to beef jerky on this riverbed. And Sam brings him uh, a satchel of water. Saves his life. Shows him complete and utter mercy. Obviously, trying to do the right thing in order to sway opinion and sympathy in his favor, knowing that he did nothing wrong. He was protecting himself against a, a, a madman who wanted to kill him. But it's like you can't convince some white general that. It's just like, what do you, you can't. So he shows him sympathy, saves his life. And it's just like this kind of beautiful scene where it's like you, you know in that scene that Sam is like, could run forever. Like these guys are not ever going to find him if Sam decides that he doesn't want to stop running like they will die before they find him because they're just they're just they don't have the experience they don't have any of the ability uh to to survive in the the harsh conditions and there's a lot of beautiful like cutscenes in this movie where it's like people will be having a conversation and it will cut to scenes that are like just like little backstory moments that really like flesh out characters give like context to different situations which i thought were beautiful like just just great use of visual storytelling to add a lot to a story add a lot to characters without having to write big scenes like it could just be like there's a scene where sergeant fletcher before he goes out on the search party is having like ordering a drink at the bar and you see the relationship that he has with this woman who is the bartender in just these these cutscenes as he's just saying just non you just ordering his drink like you're seeing all the context and backstory to why she doesn't feel good about him going out on the search party and just seeing their it, it adds so much and there's moments of that very beautifully done throughout this entire movie uh which i just just added to how how gorgeous of a st storytelling this this movie is as a whole so sergeant gets the water goes back failed a failed man goes back to town having never gotten even close to finding Sam but he's alive and he the title of the movie sweet country when he's at the bar like despite how brutal survival is in that area it's still like sweet country it's beautiful like it's it despite how absolutely uninhabitable it is there's still like a, a level of beauty 
that is probably achieved because it is so untouched by humans. Because it is so difficult for humans to go there and live and destroy that piece of land that it is so gorgeous to, to just experience, despite the fact that you are so near death. Which I kind of appreciated that just extremely small aspect of this movie. But I enjoyed that. He wakes up next morning and he sees that Sam and his wife just sitting cross-legged in the street in front of the, I, I assume in front of either the police office or, or the prison, wherever, and the sheriff's area. Uh, and their guns laid at the doorstep and they're like all the way in the street just sitting down, clearly surrendering, which clearly didn't have to. Like Sam proved that like not only could you not find us, you were never going to find us unless I did this. And I'm doing this hoping that the mercy that I gave you will help me in the long run will help me get some sympathy and get some mercy with what could happen next because he knows the targets on him obviously the town's full of a bunch of white people that are super racist and hate this guy so he's there put in jail literally can hear the gallows being built while he's waiting in jail waiting for a trial they send uh, a judge in to to handle the trial who Sergeant Fletcher doesn't have any respect for because he's younger. But it turns out being a fair trial and during the trial you get to hear like he asks for evidence and as the evidence is brought and you, you see like what happened, why why did these things happen and when Sam gets put on the witness stand like they still don't know what Harry March had done and he didn't know like you know explaining explain the whole situation of like his self-defense and all this stuff in a beautiful way the way this is written and performed is, is beautiful but the thing that that changed a lot of it was the fact that the reason why Sam and his wife decided to turn themselves in was because she was ill and she was ill because she was pregnant and he knew that she was pregnant because she had been raped by Harry March not only because of the way Harry March was acting and the fact that Harry March was clearly looking to rape his niece but he knew it was Harry March and not himself because Sam knows that he can't have kids, which I'm sure could have been explained in a lot of different ways. If I had to guess, it was through some sort of abuse, maybe, uh, maybe in a past life, maybe he was a slave at one point and was castrated or something like that, or was abused in a certain way that would make him infertile or not able to produce. Uh, so because of that, they knew that, oh, they, Harry Mack raped her. And it's like the way all the information comes out during the trial is, is great. 
And the trial, like, while I'm watching this, I'm, like, knowing that it's the 1920s, just having the experience of how corrupt the justice system is in the United States, uh, how easily corruptible justice systems can be when it comes to racism and white supremacy in general, I don't have hope that this is going to be a fair trial. But the judge seems legit. And when they're giving the, the sentence next, the next morning, it was like this moment where they're like reading and Sam, the character Sam, is like bouncing his feet. Like he is clearly nervous as the audience. I'm watching this. I am clearly nervous. And there's this moment when it was stated that it was for self-defense and that he is innocent that I was like, yes! Like, how is there just... Like, it is so amazing that there was justice was served. That this man was, was honestly given mercy upon him and he is able to live as a free man. Obviously, everybody in town just, like, angry... At, like, just... Just imagine how any white supremacist would be if a person of color were to be found not guilty. Just the most vile, hateful people, just wanting blood, nothing more. He was guilty, just judged by the melanin content in his skin. And not only that, not only did he get the innocent verdict, but you see Sergeant Fletcher stand up to the mob telling them to shut the fuck up and deal with the fact that this is the verdict because he knew Sam was fair to him he heard the evidence as well so he knew justice was served and he had honor despite the fact of his prejudice despite the fact that he on some level blames Sam because the aborigines killed one of his buddies who shot at them and killed two of them so there was some actual legitimate like respect there at least uh and he stood up to them and uh he's told to like you know go sergeant go escort them out of town make sure they're out of town uh and safe and then you know we'll be done with this Join Inspired Disorder Plus today. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus to join. Membership includes members-only discounts and deals. You get access to the Ray Taylor Show completely ad-free, as well as bonus episodes. You get access to the complete live painting archive. You also get access to every single podcast ever produced by Inspired Disorder hosted by Ray Taylor. You get access to Ray Taylor's personal blog, as well as the opportunity to ask me any questions. So if you want to start a podcast, you're into art, ask me anything. And so many more things are being added every day to Inspire Disorder Plus. So sign up today, become a member, head on over to inspiredisorder.com slash plus and become an Inspire Disorder Plus member today. Right. And at this moment, I'm like, I'm happy. I'm like, yes. Like, 
I know it's like ridiculous, especially for like a Western that is dealing with like so much racism and like expressing like how racism and white supremacy existed in Australia in the 1920s. But it's just so nice to like watch this story, this crazy story where you're like, I don't know how Sam is ever going to survive this. And then there's the moment where it's like the evidence comes through and he's he's free. He is he's like free. Like they believed in the reality of the situation and they let him free. But just as they get out of town at the outskirts of town, just reality kicks right in in the most brutal way the reality of what not only would have happened back in 1920s australia but would happen given the opportunity in the united states 19 2022 where racist white supremacists given access to a tool specifically designed to end life would take it upon themselves to unjustly remove Sam from existence. And even though I had had so much joy at seeing Sam go free, when that moment happened when he got shot in the thing and like his niece gets splattered with blood i was like of course of course there can't there can never be real justice in a world full of not only racist white supremacist people that that their whole lives are built on hating everything that is different from them, but also giving those people access to tools specifically designed to make the weakest human being potential of murder. Cowards, which are words that Fred, Sam Neill's character, just yelled, because you can't, they're, look around, you can't see where the shot came from. It's just, they're hiding behind a bush somewhere. They're cowards. They didn't even have, they're so scared. They didn't, it's like these people hiding behind private burner accounts on social media, standing up for gun rights and, and everything that like the conservative party in the United States stands for, which is, everything that the people that murdered Sam in this movie stand for. White supremacy, hate, anything that's not a straight white man deserves to die, whether they're innocent or not, doesn't matter to them. They're guilty for existing. And these people are so weak that they not only hide behind anonymity, they hide behind bushes, they hide behind private burner accounts, but they use tools designed to end human life effortlessly that a small child could use on accident to end a life. 
They value those tools so much because it gives them the power to, to disgrace human life whenever they see fit. And that's all they care about. They want the power to end life if they feel the need to end life. They, they, they want God's power because they think they are blessed by some supreme being. And it is sad how honest this movie ends. And Sam Neill's character, after the shooting, just walks off into what is the most gorgeous, gorgeous, like, scene of, like, like an area that has, like, clearly, like, just had gotten some rain. You have a rainbow in the distance. Like, one of the most beautiful landscapes. Sam Neill's character is just stomping off just, like, completely come to the conclusion that humanity is doomed like we live in such beauty and such great disgusting hate exists everywhere and no good can come because these evil humans who have access to tools to to eliminate life effortlessly eliminate life to to eliminate it from such a distance that they can't be identified just they they can't they can't allow humans to exist and enjoy life they have to destroy life in or enable to like pump up their their weak egos to to feel more than i thought this movie was gorgeous tragic tragic but it had that moment, man. It was like a roller coaster. It was like, oh, shit, Sam, he's on the run. Oh, well, he's fine. They're, they're not going to get him. Oh, look, he showed him mercy. Oh, then maybe this is good. Oh, he turned himself in. Oh, no. You know, what's going to happen now? It's like, oh, it worked. They believed in the reality of the situation. And then it's like, oh, no, we can't have good things. It is like an up and down roller coaster of emotions. And set to a beautiful landscape, beautiful shots, well-told story with the non, you know, the, the visual storytelling, the writing, the acting. I did have to turn subtitles on because some of the accents are a bit, a bit, uh, a bit thick, a bit thick. But uh, other than that, it was a gorgeous movie, a beautiful movie, a beautifully tragic movie. I uh, highly recommend checking it out, you know, spoilers and all. Uh, it's called Sweet Country. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.